Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Stephanie Wonkel. Thanks for being on the show, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. Stephanie has been a real estate investor for over a decade and recently started New Heights Investment Group, where she connects investors with multifamily apartment syndication opportunities to invest passively with some of the most experienced strategic partners in the industry. She is passionate about wanting everyone to learn about the opportunities to change their life through real estate. Through years of property management, woes, and landlording dramas with single-family homes, she has learned the secret of passive real estate investing through syndications and wants to shout it from the rooftops. She wants to encourage others and believes if she can grow her real estate portfolio while working full-time and being a busy mom that anyone can do it. So, Stephanie, thanks again for being on the show. I look forward to just learning how you got into this industry and how you made it happen. Um, but tell us, you know, tell us a little bit just briefly about your background and just how you got into the syndication business. Okay. So um, I have been investing in single family and small multifamily for 10 years. Um, I started out in my area in Colorado, a landlording my own properties. Um, I'm a full, I'm full-time corporate employee in the soft, software and industry space. Um, so this landlording of my single family homes was kind of a a side hustle type situation. And then um, I really wanted to scale and grow. I live in Colorado. So the opportunities here are, are, are difficult as from a cash flow perspective. So I started branching out to out of state, um, started buying more single family in Kansas City and Memphis and Fort Worth and did some math and decided, hey, I, this is going to take too long. I need to go bigger. I'm going to buy apartments. And so started looking at buying small apartments and, you know, learning a lot, learning that, you know, you have to get to a certain number of units before you can have on-site property management and all of these barriers to entry with lending and things that um, I needed to learn about basically. And then I learned about um, syndication and started passively investing in syndication myself and realizing this is amazing. You can put money in, you don't do any work, no landlording, no buying, no decision making, and you get these great returns. And so from my experience of being in them, I wanted to figure out how to be a part of that. So that's how I started um, kind of learning about syndication and then decided to move over on the general partner side and get more involved. Nice. So, you know, a lot of people I think can relate to your story where they've been in single family or small multifamily for many years. And then it's like a light bulb goes off. Okay. You know, I want to do something bigger than this, or I can, I can finally see that this is taking a lot of time, you know? And so my return on my investment is really not what I think it is, you know? Um, Yeah. And so, you know, they, then they start to pursue the syndication. So uh, a syndication model. And so, you know, let's, let's talk to that listener for a minute about, you know, getting started and maybe you could give them some pointers as far as uh, getting into this industry, you know, go a little more in depth about maybe how you did that uh, and how some steps they could take. 
Yeah, I think the first thing when you start to learn about syndication, um, obviously it's great to educate yourself. And there's so many ways to do that, like your podcasts, other podcasts, books, so many great resources for free on on getting up to speed. And then I think it's really important and helpful to find someone doing it and and passively invest if you can. Um, That's a great way to see how that process actually works and start, you know, the sponsors have a conference call, you hear from them why they picked the deal and you can really learn a lot about the process and active, you know, be involved at a passive level. And then I also think it's very helpful to get coaching and mentoring to find people who have done what you want to do and, you know, learn from them that enables you to do it faster. Those are kind of the steps that I would take if it were, that I do t- did take actually. <laughs> yes, and I, I agree completely. You know, you obviously you have to educate yourself, and then um, if you can't invest passively, then you know you, you definitely need to need a coach, you need a mentor because it just skyrockets your success and just gives you more confidence. But could you could you elaborate a little bit on you know how you found a coach and how because I hear that question often. And people have asked me that, and I see it on bigger pockets. You know, how do I find a coach? How do I know if it's the right one? You know, it costs so much money. Yeah. All this. So, you know, how did you figure out, okay, this is the one for me? So I think, I think the, the trick of that question is oftentimes it does cut, it, it is an investment, right? Like I see on bigger pockets and, um, at these meetups where people just want to walk around, will you be my coach? Will you be my coach? But people, but that people have lives and they're busy doing their business. So you either need to find someone who you can do something for them, you know, add value to them. I don't, you, and you have to be creative about it is if you can't just walk up to people, how can I add value to you? Like, you need to figure out how what skills you might have. If you can't afford to hire a coach or mentor, you know, research the people in your area, in your space, and figure out, go to their meetups, listen to their podcasts, and figure out how you might be able to offer them something, skill you have, or something where they would be willing to teach you. If you if you don't have the ability to invest dollars, then you need to invest time by offering them something. And I know it people walk around, they understand the idea of of offer value, but they don't even know what value they bring. So it would be, it's really helpful to figure that out. You know, if it's a deal, whatever value you can bring to, you know, just start having conversations and, um, and getting to know people in the space and going that route, I think. So that, that busy mom that's listening right now or busy dad, you know, and they said, oh, you know, we've got the kids, we've got all these things going on. What do you tell that person about, you know, when they say, I don't think I have time to do that? You know, how, how do you help them to, to incur or encourage them that says, you know, you, you can do it. I did it. Yeah, I mean, we all have the same 24 hours and you have to figure out your priority. And so if it is a priority to you, then you have to make time for it. And that means not doing some other thing. So uh, you not like not spending time with your family, but maybe you aren't watching TV. Maybe you're getting up two hours earlier. That's what I had to do um, is figure out how to make more time in my day to spend on doing that. And then you have to be really disciplined about 
prioritizing the things you're going to do. So like on social media, on bigger pockets, it's really easy to spend two hours just like reading stuff and wow, that's interesting. And you need to be really mindful of what you're doing. And is that moving you towards your goals? Because it may be or it may not be. And just kind of be diligent about auditing yourself and your time, I think is, is one way to do that. So give me a, a recap on, on what like New Heights Investment Group, what you all have been up to over the last couple of months. So basically, I would call it kind of investor relations is I um, introduce investors to these um, opportunities to passively participate in purchasing either a multifamily large apartment, a self-storage or part of a mobile home park. And they, they literally get own, ownership, limited partnership ownership of this asset, but don't have to do any of the property management work, the lending work, the renovation work. They literally just invest and then get monthly returns and then a return on their investment after like five to seven years. So, um, if someone values real estate and they know the wealth that it can build, but the idea of going out and buying a single family home and then managing it and tenant turnover, that sounds daunting. Um, this option of passively investing in large apartments is an, a wonderful option to them. And people don't know about it. It's not something that the general public knows about. It's not marketed. Um, you have to know someone to be able to be involved in these opportunities. So um, basically what we do is help educate people um, about the opportunities and then educate them on you know, how would you vet a deal? How do you make sure a sponsor is good? How, all of those parts so that they are comfortable and confident in, you know, giving their money because that's a big deal. So, you know, maybe give us some pointers on on how you uh, find those investors, those uh, that you're going to build those relationships with, you know, somebody that's trying to get into the business. How, how did you find find investors? So a lot um, is a lot of talking to people, starting with family and friends. Here's what I'm doing. Um, I have been in my local area for a long time. So I have um, work content, uh, contacts, people um, from school, just people in my past that I know and just reach out and, hey, here's something new that I'm doing. Um, it's really interesting. Um, right now is the... Really really great time for people to be passively investing in real estate because the stock market is so volatile. So um, people are nervous about that and are really excited to hear, have conversations about other opportunities. Um, so, so one component is building relationships, talking to people, and then there's an education component around um, doing a variety of educational type um, activities to help just spread the word and help people know about these opportunities. So, you know, after you start to build those relationships and people are obviously coming to you then and asking, you know, about how, how do I do this? How can I invest? You know, how do you, you talked about investor relations and, and, uh, you know, how do you nurture those relationships? What are some things you all do to, to uh, keep building those relationships? So, so when someone is in, a, in a actively 
not actively, but in a deal, um, it's very important to keep them updated. Um, so I send out monthly updates on the property, um, what the numbers are, what the vacancies are, all the details so that they feel communicated to and updated on what they have purchased and what they're invested in. So that's a kind of ongoing um, investor relations. And then there's the um, kind of reaching out. I do a newsletter that has um, educational blogs in it, um, links to other resources, other kind of resources to help people in their education process because it can be kind of daunting and confusing even to those of us who do this every day. Um, but to people that you know, have other things going on and this is an investment for them. Uh, I just like to share um, educational information on either the asset, the topic, the market, you know, when new information comes in the market that we're in, share that information. Um, so they again, feel really comfortable about their uh, investment. Nice. So uh, as far as, you know, when an investor, you talked about helping them know how to vet a deal, know how to vet a sponsor, you know, help us to know if a, how do we know if a sponsor is somebody that we should consider investing with as a passive investor? So I think one of the most important things um, it, in vetting a sponsor is their track record. So um, for, first of all, knowing that they've done deals, similar deals um, in the same markets or similar markets and the results of those deals, are they, are they meeting the targets that they set forth in other deals? Another good way that I advise my investors is to listen to those sponsor webinars. Um, um, when when an offering is being put out, sponsors will do a webinar and you they walk through the deal, why they like it, um, why they what things they plan on doing to forced appreciation, all of those things, what they like about the market. And that helps the investor really gear if they know what they're talking about um, and, and also ask questions. Ask all the hard questions and make sure you're comfortable with all the answers. And then another component that's very important is the sponsor's team. Um, for example, property management um, is key to the success of executing on the business plan. Um, is from being a landlord for so many years. I mean, that's where you can lose your lose money and make money through efficiency. So knowing that they have a good property manager doing the operations day to day is also key to vetting a sponsor. So if I'm talking to a sponsor and and uh, you know they schedule a call like like many do with you or I they you know they call or get a schedule a call so they can ask you these questions, right? So you know. Just get me started, though. Give me a couple questions that are just key for me to ask that sponsor something I need to know or maybe so I can find out some, you know, some red flags that would say, you know, this is somebody I'm staying away from. So I would ask to see, you know, see their track record. Is there some document which they should have? Um, where, you know, what what have they purchased that shows what they've purchased, what their results have, something like that. I would also even ask maybe for a referral of an investor who's been with them. Um, is there someone that I can talk to and that has done, you know, 
past deals with you. Um, and I would ask them specific questions about the, the, your property manager. How long have you known them? How did you find them? How, how do you know they know what they're doing? Um, you know, asking them specific questions is very helpful. And, and some of that, those kinds of questions also come out in the webinar. Well, they'll explain, you know, for example, our property manager does 20 of our apartments in the area. Those kinds of things give warm, fuzzy feelings to you. Uh, not like, I don't know their name. I don't know where they came from. You know, that might be a red flag. Stephanie, what, what's been the hardest part of the syndication business for you? I think, um, I won't say the hardest part, but the learning curve is the fact, the education piece, that um, when you first introduce the idea to someone, the ramp to get them from not knowing anything, maybe they've never even invested in real estate before, all the way to wanting to invest passively in apartment syndication, that that can sometimes have a lot of education involved in it. Um, like, what? why would I do real estate, uh, starting with that basic real estate versus stock, then, you know, the education around that, and then the education around vetting a sponsor, um, all of those things, and then helping investors know what key components of a deal to look at. And, um, and then the process involved, there's the a PPM process, which can be, you know, the over hundred pages with a lot of pages on risk that can tend to scare investors. Um, and so help be just walking them through every step of the way and kind of meeting them where they're at because every investor has a different different things that are important to them different things that make them nervous and um, our job is to you know educate them on all aspects of it because you don't want anyone to invest that isn't you know 100% confident What's some way that you've recently improved your business that we could all apply to our business? Um, one, I am trying to to kind of expand on this education piece. Um, and it's because it is challenging when you're one-on-one-on-one-on-one -on -one -on -one -on -one at every deal to go through all the education process. So I'm in the process of kind of getting some blogs together, some checklists, kind of some tools that can help my investors um, and looking at other... Uh, I'm, I have a focus in 2019 on ways that I can streamline the education piece so that that can kind of scope and expand. So that's, that's what I'm really working on right now. Do you have any, I know you said that's for kind of for next year, you're working on it, but do you have any pointers that you could help, help other people who are raising capital to streamline the education portion? I mean, I think that, so I got blogging and all of that stuff is important, but it can also, um, I mean, you could, depending on your skill sets and your interests, you could spend a lot of time like trying to write something. And so I think there are different ways to kind of skin all these various cats. Um, and it's like on the blog angle, you could tape record it and then send it to a translation company for pennies on the dollar and have a, you know, instead of you spending three weeks looking at the blank screen, talk into a recorder, send it to be translated, and then your thoughts 
gaps are there. So those are, I think, good looking for good ways to kind of shortcut and streamline um, building that education is helpful. So Stephanie, what's the number one thing that's contributed to your success in this business? I think it's attitude, honestly. I think attitude is the number one most important things because sometimes things are great and sometimes things are challenging. And when things are challenging, if you don't kind of keep your attitude in check, then you might want to give up. And the next best thing is right right in front of you. So if you can keep your attitude going, even through those challenges, um, you're going to reach your goals and be successful. And before we have to go, do you, do you have any other pointers for the, the listeners who are trying to raise capital? Um, nope. I think just um, continuing to increase your educational component and expand your scope. So just be out there talking to people, um, be doing like you're doing, being in front of people and just keep expanding yourself um, is, a great, is a great way to keep going and growing. Great. Uh, Stephanie, you've been a great guest. Uh, Would you tell the listeners how they can learn more about you and your business? Sure. Newheightsinvestmentgroup.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Stephanie. I hope the listeners will uh, connect with you and uh, go to your website. I hope you'll you'll also go to uh, our Facebook group where you can connect with us and and ask questions and ask questions of the guests as well, uh, like Stephanie, and uh, go to LifeBridge Capital where you can schedule a call with me and, and I'll help you any way I can and look forward to connecting. And we will talk to the listeners tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.